adventures of Jungle Jim. The adventures of Jungle Jim broadcast weekly over this station are dramatized from the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement that comes to you each week with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who make their weekends more enjoyable reading the world's greatest comic and adventure pictures by the world's best artist featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly. Insist on the Sunday newspaper that brings you the Comic Weekly. During his illness, Jim constantly mentioned Kitty St. John. Even in his fear-ridden condition, his mind appeared to be always concerned about Kitty. To Lil, who had been nursing him day and night, it suggested that perhaps Jim and Kitty had become very much attached to each other. She began to experience little pangs of jealousy and fear. These suspicions were strengthened when Jim regained consciousness and was able to recognize Lil. But instead of showing any signs of being glad to see her again, he immediately began to ask about Kitty and appeared to be more concerned about her than he did about Lil. This cut Lil to the quick, and she decided then and there that her suspicions were based on fact. She felt sure now that Jim was in love with Kitty. She decided upon a plan of action, and two days later... Come in. Hello. Oh, it's you, Tony. Come in. I say, young lady, what's the idea of keeping yourself cooped up in this room? Why aren't you out enjoying the fresh air and sunshine? You should be... What? Hello, what's all this? What's all what, Tony? The trunk and luggage, all this feverish packing. Are you going somewhere? Yes, sirree, Tony. Back to my old haunts. Good old city of Singapore. I understand from Wilson there's a freighter due in port today. Uh, yes, we received wireless information last night, bringing in a very welcome cargo of supplies and mail, but uh, you can't sail on her. Why not? I got in touch with the captain through Wilson. He says he has ample accommodations. Wilson tells me it's a pretty good ship, too. Oh, but look here, Lil. Jim's in no condition to travel yet. Why, this is only his second day out of bed. I'm not planning on sailing with Jim. What? I'm going alone, Tony. Now, hold on, Lil. Does, does Jim know you're going? No. Why should he? He apparently hasn't any further interest in me. Oh, come now, Lil. Don't talk like that. You know that isn't true. Uh-huh. I felt there was something troubling you the past two or three days. I didn't say anything because I thought you'd get over it. Oh. There's my steamer coming in. Well, I've got to hurry. Now, look here, Lil. I, I know what's on your mind, and you're all wrong. Oh, just forget your silly little suspicions. Cancel that steamer reservation and settle down like the sensible woman I know you are. Sorry, Tony, it's impossible. I've made up my mind, and nothing you or anyone else can do or say will change. Now, look here, Lil. You're all wrong about Jim and Kitty. Now, there's absolutely nothing to it, I tell you. Jim doesn't care any more for Kitty than you do. Listen, Tony. I'm a woman, and I've been around. I don't have to have a house fall on me to wake me up. For three days and nights, Jim called for Kitty. He never even mentioned anyone else's name. Now, look, I can explain that. He was delirious. Kitty was in his care. His one thought was to fulfill his obligation to me and get her back home safe and sound. Why, it became an obsession with him. It preyed upon his mind. Oh, a nice little why... job of explaining, Tony, but it won't stick. What about the rest of the time after he became conscious? He was able to recognize me, but what did he do then? His first thoughts were of Kitty. He barely noticed me. 
I might as well have been a piece of furniture or someone he'd never seen before. Oh, Lil, don't talk like a child. Why, he naturally don't thought... Don't try to explain, Tony. The moment he got up yesterday, what happened? Yes, I can explain that, too. He was walking down the corridor. Kitty's door was open. And she leaped out of bed, did a flying tackle on Jim, and dragged him back into her room where she forcibly detained him for an hour while, while she talked to him. Why, Lil, I never thought anyone as smart, intelligent, and worldly-wise as you're supposed to be would act like this. Why, you're behaving like a 16-year-old schoolgirl. This whole thing is too utterly ridiculous. Now, look here, Tony. Uh, I know what I'm doing, and there isn't any more to be said. I've enjoyed meeting you, Tony. You've been swell. And I want to part good friends, so please let's drop the subject of Jim and myself. Well. After all, I'm free white and 21. Jim and myself are merely partners in these little adventures, and I always feel free to come and go as I choose. I choose to go. And that's that. Very well, Lil. If that's the way you want it, I guess there's nothing left for me but to retire gracefully. Thanks, Tony. That's being sensible. Well, now I'm all packed and ready to go. I understand the boat only makes a three-hour stopover here. Oh, but look here, Lil. Aren't you even going to say goodbye to Jim? Well, I don't see how I can. He's gone off to Sugarloaf Point. And that's right out the end of the inlet. Well, no. It's a good 35 or 40 miles from here. Well, we could get word to him. How? Well... Wilson drove him out in your car. The only one available. And they don't intend to return till late this afternoon. By that time, we'll be well out to sea. Say, look here, you didn't have all this in mind when you planned this little getaway, did you, Lil? Perhaps. However, I've left a letter of explanation for Jim. He'll get it when he gets back and will understand everything. And if I were you, Tony, I wouldn't interfere. Just let things take a natural course, believe me. It will be better that way. Very well, Lil. Matter of fact, I don't appear to have any choice. However, please drop in and say goodbye to me before you leave, will you? I'll go now. Very well, Tony. I'll see you before I go down to the boat. Look here, Chisholm. Did you have that launch of mine put in shape yet? Yes, sir, Mr. Lowry. She's in fair shape, but I can't do much until the new parts come in. Do you think she'd make a run to Sugarloaf Point and back? I reckon so, Mr. Lowry. Naturally, I can't get much speed out of her. How long would it take you to run out and back? Oh, two hours and a half at the most, I guess. Okay, it'll be about three hours before the Southern Cross sails. I guess we can make it all right. Now, what's up, Mr. Lowry? Now, here's what I want you to do, and don't fail me, Chisholm. Yeah? Get that launch and get going out to Sugarloaf Point. Jungle Jim, Bradley, and Wilson are out there in my car. Jim's out there getting some good sea air and sun. Yeah. Find Wilson and tell him to get in the car and drive as fast as he can with safety to Jim. Tell him it's urgent to have him down at the dock before the Southern Cross sails. Now then, remember, it's urgent. Make all the speed possible. Okay, Mr. Lowry. Those rebels did a pretty good job of wrecking that launch, but I think I've got her fixed up to go the distance in pretty good shape. Okay, and hurry, man. Why, Let's... Tony, what's all the mystery and excitement going on around here? That's none of your business, young lady. Why, Tony Laurie. Now, okay. look here, I haven't got the time or patience to argue with you right now. But let me tell you one thing, young lady. If you were strong enough and fully recovered, I'd be tempted to turn you over my knee and give you what every scheming, willful child deserves. Well, now, you get right back to your room. Get in bed and stay there. And if I find you out of either one in the next three hours, I'm liable to forget I'm a gentleman. Now get going off into your room. What, Tony Laurie? You're a nasty, ill-tempered man. Kitty, say, John, I'm warning you. Now get out of here at once. Why, Tony Laurie, what? I... I... <sighs> yes. Yes. Very well, Tony. Tony. 
But while Tony has sent his man hustling off to Sugarloaf Point to get Jim back in hopes he'll be able to prevent Lil from sailing, Lil herself hasn't been idle. Suspecting Tony might take some action, Lil has hurried down to the wharf to see the captain. Well, ma'am, I don't mind telling you it's rather unusual. Of course, there ain't no log in it, and in small ports like these, a skipper don't have to worry none about clearance papers and such formality. Then it is perfectly possible to set your sailing time up an hour. It is, ma'am, if I can get my loading and unloading done in time. And as I've said, Captain Hudson, I'm willing to pay you for any additional expense incurred and a bonus for yourself. Well, extra expense wouldn't amount to much, ma'am. Pay those natives an extra dollar apiece, and they'll do it in double-quick time. Ain't a whole lot to load. There's 25 natives. Very well. Here's $25 to cover that. Here's an additional $75 bonus for the crew and a $50 bonus for yourself. Now, how's that? Well, well, mighty generous, ma'am. Mighty generous, I'd say. And I'll guarantee we'll be out of here and heading up that inlet in an hour. That'll shove the sailing time up more than an hour. You understand I want this kept strictly confidential. That is, as to my wanting to sail early. You can arrange that? With the greatest ease, ma'am. I'm two days late on my return trip to Singapore now. I can easily give them a reason for wanting to sail early. Don't you worry about that end of it, ma'am. Leave it all to me. Very good, Captain. My luggage is all aboard. My stateroom is very satisfactory. I'll be there if you need me. Well, ma'am, got away all right, didn't we? Uh -huh. We're an hour and 20 minutes ahead of schedule. Although I must say your friend Mr. Lowry didn't like it one bit. Ray's a very old devil, he did. Sure tried his best to hold me. Yes, Captain, I realized that. I I had a little trouble with him myself. Nice man, but very obstinate and awfully stubborn. It's a darn good job we had the mail aboard early. He could have held that up if we hadn't already loaded. We always hate to leave these little places without mail. Well, there's Sugarloaf Point over there, starboard. That's your last look at here. Oh, yes. Up there where that man is standing. Oh, Captain. Huh? Do you mind lending me your glasses? I'd like to have a better look at him. Wilson, come up here a minute. Coming right up, Jim. Ah, what do you see? That freighter down there. Yeah? Trim-looking craft. She only came in early this morning. First ship to touch the island in months. Good thing, too. Settlers were running low on supplies. That's funny about the Southern Cross, though. She's way ahead of her sailing schedule. She generally puts over much longer than this. Must be late on this trip, then. No. Day or so makes no difference to old man Hudson, as a rule. Why, well, he hasn't been in port longer than two hours at the most. I guess he was in a hurry. Hi there, Mr. Bradley! Dick Wilson! Well, that's Chisholm. Hi, How in the world did he get out here? Hmm. Must be something wrong in town, I guess. He's apparently upset over something. Mr. Bradley! Message to Mr. Lowry. Yeah. Wanted you to hurry back to town. I guess it's too late now. There goes the Southern Cross. Well, what's up, Chisholm? Why all the excitement? Well, I'm darned if I know. Mr. Lowry called me in about an hour ago and told me to get the launch ready and come out here as fast as I could to get you. Told me he wanted you in town before the Southern Cross sailed. But I had trouble with the launch. Couldn't get her started first, and then when I had her running, I couldn't get any speed out of her. Then I looked back and see the Southern Cross steaming down the inlet. She must have sailed away ahead of schedule. Well, it's all rather unfortunate, Chisholm. 
However, it can't be helped. We'll explain it to Mr. Lowry when we get back. You did the best you could. Uh, thanks, just the same, Jesus. Okay. Come on, Wilson. Let's go and see what all the excitement is about. Well, I appreciate all your efforts, Tony. But then Lil's a strange person. And awfully hard to handle once she makes up her mind to something. But how about that letter, Jim? Hadn't you better read it? Oh, yes. Wait. Dearest Jim, we have been through much together, and it has been wonderful. However, all good things must end. When you read this, I shall be far out to sea. May I wish you and Kitty all the happiness in the world. As always, signed Lil. And so Lil, her mind poisoned with jealousy and suspicion, has left Jim and is now on the way back to Singapore. Have Jim and Lil reached the parting of the ways? Will Jim try to follow Lil? If so, how can he leave Nahia? Don't miss a big surprise in the next exciting episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim. Remember, you can follow these adventures in the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of cartoon land, like the all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly. The whole family follow the fun and frolics of Jiggs and Maggie, the Little King, the immortal Donald Duck, as well as the exciting adventures of Flash Gordon and Jungle Jim. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who every week find the greatest of home entertainment in the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. More thrilling radio adventures of Jungle Jim will be heard at the same time next week over the same station. Be sure to tune in. Thank you.